Today we have Muhammad Isharul Haq Mikrani. Mr. Mikrani is the president of the Intellectual Muslims Association of Nepal, Iman, and chief editor of Sajha Awaz. He is also an active member of the EU working on HRDs. He was part of a panel, Religious Freedom, Harmony, and Inclusion, chaired by Timothy Shah. Mr. Mikrani's topic was Iman, Efforts for Religious Freedom in Nepal. I'm a person of short heights, so please forgive me if you cannot watch me from there, but I, I can hope that you can hear me properly. Honorable Chair, brothers and sisters of all faith and no faith, good afternoon. Actually, I'm coming from a country which is uh, three a special feature. One, the highest mountain peak that is Everest. And Nepal is also the birthplace of Lord Buddha, the Apostle of Peace. And also, as you all must be knowing, that the wife of Rama, for whom there was a case in India, which study only finalized by the Supreme Court, in Law's house, his wife's birthplace, Sita, is in Nepal, that is in Janakpur. So I have greetings from that country to, for all of you. And uh, I would like to start from here that the journey of democracy started and the democracy was controlled in a way, it started in 1990. But because of a lot of operation of Dalits, uh, minorities and women, uh, there were a lot of dissent and the insurgency started there. And that continued for several years in which over 17,000 people were killed and thousands of people were injured. And also still uh, many more are, they are trustless. So because of that, uh, there was a peace, a comprehensive peace agreement in 2006. And in 2007, because of comprehensive peace agreement among all political parties, there was huge public uprising and that resulted into the abolition of monarchy in Nepal in 2007. So after 2007, Nepal started a journey of full-fledged democracy and then the political parties decided three fundamental uh, pillars for democracy and political establishment settlement in uh, Nepal. That was secularism, of federalism and inclusion. So after again, because there were a pressure from all sides, from majority community, as you know, Nepal, I mean, the modern Nepal was, semi-modern Nepal was ruled over for 240 years by uh, monarchs from one uh, family, from one dynasty, royal dynasty. And they ruled over the country. The laws and penal courts were based mostly on Manu Smriti. So it was very difficult for the parliament constitution, uh, constituent assembly to make the constitution. So because of that challenge and difficulties, uh, it took eight years. After eight years of political stalemate, finally in 2015, uh, there was a constitution promulgated by the parliament of Nepal. But that constitution said Nepal would be a democratic federal republic and inclusive country. But when it comes to the, in Article 4, 
the secularism the definition of secularism was presented in a way that gave a lot of grounds to one particular religion clearly hinduism to uh, for a special treatment and a special protection and a special care so on the basis of that definition of secularism the rights of several minorities there in nepal have been curbed curtailed and there are articles like 157 of penal code 158 which is very controversial and very restrictive for nepalese minorities especially for muslims and christians and buddhist so in this situation uh, this is the situation uh, i am not going to refer uh, about the islamic perspective of religious freedom because all have been discussed and referred by the scholars in the morning session so that will be a repetition only so i would like to take you to the uh, practical aspect that how we are acting and working striving in nepal to ensure the religious freedom in nepal in a situation which is charged with uh, a lot of challenges because nepal is a country which has 1800 kilometers porous border with india and also on the other side we have another giant country which has a diff- totally different political ideology from nepal and india as well so from time to time it is not always that because of the government of nepal and the because of the majority society in nepal that minorities especially muslims and Christ- christian are facing uh, challenges and difficulties and their rights are constrained it is because of the foreign intervention and interference from to time to time also so what happened when the constitution of nepal was in the making there was a lot of uh, pressure even at the 11th hour uh, there was a delegation from the neighboring countries one neighboring countries and they pushed the government of nepal to declare nepal once again a hindu state but that luckily fortunately that could not happen and the constitution was declared but that attempt is continuous by them continued by them and there are forces those who are promoted protected and encouraged by the forces in the region that they are trying to make nepal uh, once again a hindu country and that is why in the southern area of nepal which is uh, which has a population of uh, majority community of indian origin uh, they are on the forefront of this struggle these days and they are trying every opportunity to create disturbances and mischief so that nepalese uh, social fabric is broken and becomes violent and they be- they make it a, a good justification uh, to uh, say that look it is because of the minority that that is why nepal needs to be governed by one particular faith and uh, it need to be declared uh, a country as it was in uh, previous time a hindu state so for this to meet these challenges this kind of challenges uh, in 2014 since uh, little before the making of constitution all we all minorities i mean basically iman intellectual muslim association took initiative to forge an alliance with other minorities such as christian and uh, kirat and uh, buddhist to make a shared platform and we were successful in that and we made dharmik chautari and dharmik chautari now is now there 
and through dharmic chautari which is a shared platform for all religious minorities there we are trying to i mean regain our full uh, religious freedom in nepal but for that our policy is we have adopted a soft policy we cannot adopt a confrontational attitude and policy towards gaining uh, this right uh, from the ruling uh, majority government so i mean and uh, because of this soft approach and uh, uh, soft uh, approach towards the advocacy of restoration of our religious right uh, we have been successful and uh, one thing that we have gained recently that nepal government has been uh, able to uh, willingly form the constitutional muslim commission and the, with a mandate to see in what areas muslims are lagging behind and how uh, muslims and other minorities can also be uh, included in the state apparatus because one thing that this constitution says is the guarantee of inclusion inclusion of all minorities and women's dalits in proportion in proportionate to their uh, population for example 48% seats of the public in public service commission have been reserved so if we count that 48% as 100% of them a certain percentage 33% have been reserved for women and then likewise for madesi 27% similarly for women dalits and uh, differently abled people and nine backward districts but still muslims are in excluded from there so with the formation of this national commission constitution national muslim commission we hope that this muslim commission would work as a bridge between the government and this muslim minority so that muslims also can enjoy their due share in the governance and this in the several apparatus of the state so uh, this is how we are try trying and to uh, have communal harmony in nepal we are have i mean iman uh, with the help of other like minded organization as i told you that uh, national christian federation and uh, dharmik chautari and other faith based groups we have initiated uh, a dialogue process throughout plain area in southern nepal uh, so that we can understand each other and there is there is a, a process of uh, trust building among the people of different religion different faith and that has produced a very good result and because of that process recently when i was here uh, when i was coming here uh, there was a communal riot in western nepal in one of the districts and uh, our people i mean people of uh, minority communities and other faith together we uh, kind of uh, approached to the majority community there and we had arbitration process and because of that that communal right could not flare up and that was contained on time and there was no huge damage so that was a very good result because of this process of uh, consultation among uh, dialogue among the people of different faith so what we feel is still because since there is a, a continuous attempt to undermine the constitution of nepal what it what it is there and uh, uh, because the one force that is very close to uh, hindutva they are trying to since they are trying to make nepal a hindu state hindu country so challenges are there and on the other side we also have to be careful so that 
from our activities, our actions. We do not want to create such a situation that become counterproductive and give enough justification for them to create uh, more uh, disturbances and mount pressure on the government to curb the rights of minorities. That is why we are very careful and we feel and believe that this situation will continue for some times. But at the same time, I would like to thank institutions like Religious Freedom Institute and NLI. Because of such as institutions globally in Nepal, now this is the situation that we are able to talk about uh, these issues. These issues like religious freedom and uh, tolerance, coexistence. Until few years ago, these subjects and issues were untouched. But now, I mean, people of from different communities, they are coming together in seminar through workshops, and we are talking about these issues, these issues and the talks and seminars producing good results and good uh, atmosphere, atmosphere of trust among people. And I think if this continues, and it should continue, it will, it will be very, very helpful to gain and to assert and to ensure the rights of minorities. With this, I would like to conclude here and thank you very much. Mr. Mikrani, because it's it was very great to hear from the minority because I couldn't imagine uh, and I rarely hear the minority in Indonesia to speak about their perceptions of this you know, majoritarian um, rule of uh, religion and, and the state. So I do appreciate you. Thank you. If you enjoyed and would like to explore more, visit islamandlibertynetwork.org. You can also support us through a donation button on the site. Thank you for listening to this podcast.